I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. A single gunshot could derail the fragile ceasefire in Syria. That's what United Nations Chief Ban Ki-moon said earlier today. The UN-backed ceasefire went into effect early this morning. So far, it seems that Syrian government forces have mostly stopped their attacks, though they haven't withdrawn from all urban centers as demanded by the ceasefire plan. The man behind the plan, UN envoy Kofi Annan, is now urging the quick deployment of international observers to Syria. The BBC's Jim Muir is following the situation from Beirut. And as far as you can tell, Jim, has the violence in Syria really stopped? It certainly hasn't stopped altogether, but it's uh, the, the general level has come down quite substantially. Activists are reporting up to 20 people killed by security forces in a variety of incidents, some involving shellfire, some involving shooting, sniping, uh, including a mother and her very young baby daughter. And of course, the government also is reporting that a roadside bomb hit a military bus and killed a colonel and wounded 24 other people. So accusations from both sides of uh, breaches. The uh, activists back theirs up with the video on YouTube and so on. Um, Nobody, I think, expected this to be a total success. And of course, these infractions that are being reported show that it is very fragile. And above all, because government troops and tanks and heavy weaponry remain in population centers, that is an obvious source of friction. And it looks like being uh, one of the first targets for Kofi Annan and the UN to try and tackle to get compliance there so that the friction can be reduced. Now, the spokesman for the Syrian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Jihad Makdisi, says the success of the Annan peace plan also depends on surrounding countries dropping their support for the Syrian opposition. Have you heard any reaction to the ceasefire in neighboring countries? They have been pretty quiet about it. They're very skeptical. You're talking about countries like Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and also Qatar in the Arab camp who've been supporting the opposition. In many ways, they are hawks. They would possibly like this whole process to fail so that they can get on with backing uh, armed opposition and trying to bring the regime down because they're a bit worried that the regime will survive all this and that it'll be a kind of holding operation that uh, will somehow allow the regime to cling on and then perhaps opposition will fade away. So they haven't said very much about all this. I mean, it's a complex bunch of diplomatic uh, choreography here. What's next? Well, I think what's next is uh, trying to consolidate the ceasefire and then trying to get some kind of political process going. And that that is going to be a real contest because the regime would like to feel that it has crushed resistance and it would go into any kind of negotiations from a position of strength. But then it seems that the Russians have weighed in. They're the ones who've twisted the arms and got agreement in Damascus and got agreement to the ceasefire and so on. If they go ahead and implement the ceasefire properly in terms of uh, Kofi Annan's plan. That means pulling out of towns and cities with their security forces and stopping the repression. Well, a lot of people reckon that would allow large parts of the country to fall peacefully into the hands of the opposition, Mm. and that would weaken the regime's position. So there's going to be a huge contest in which all the regional powers and international powers will be trying to make their weight felt in the eventual outcome. Jim, thank you very much. We'll leave it there. You're most welcome, Marco.